You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. I'm going to introduce him very quickly. Uh, the lady right here on my right is my wife, Helen. We will, wow, on July 18th of this year, we'll be married 40 years. We've known each other for 44 years and have been basically together. We have three grown sons, three grandkids, and she is an, an author. She's a blogger. Uh, if you want your wife to grow up in God, get her on the Internet and send her to Jehovah's Gardener. Jehovah's Gardener. If your wife is immature in the Lord and needs to grow up in God, right here. She is the lady to help make that happen. It's just incredible stuff that she puts out on that. The next lady right next is Leslie DeBell. That is Pastor Dan's wife. She is also one of my daughters-in-law. So she's the one I'm the, really the most afraid of, of what she might say. But she's been married to our son Dan for 10 years. They have a six-year-old son, Gavin. And she has one of the toughest jobs in the world, and she's a stay-at-home mom. And it's a tough job. It's not an easy task or easy thing to do. And so glad you're here today. Right next to her is Miss Taylor Lewis, married for two years and currently expecting their first child, a baby boy. And the thing about Taylor, when I approached her about doing this, here was her, very, here was her response and her very first question. Will I get to eat? <laughs> the second question was, what's on the menu? I said, go talk to Chuck. He's the man. He puts the menu together. And, and she did. Boy, she cornered Chuck at church that Sunday morning and drilled him about the menu and, and let him have it. So, and then last but not least is Miss Sadie. They're on the very far end. She is currently attending nursing school and works as a nurse's assistant. She's not married yet, but hopefully very soon. She, Jared, what, he's, he's going to be a little bit late today, right? Jared's a fireman. He got a call like at 530. He's going to be here. And uh, she is working hard on reeling that boy in. And uh, I've watched her, you know. She's one of those, uh, when I first met Miss Sadie, Man, she is so cute. She is so shy. She is so precious. And then I got to know her a little bit, and it was like, whoa. She is, she's, up, she's those other things, but she's not shy. Uh, one Sunday morning, we had a debate about cats and a, and a man bun, you know, the, the man bun hairdo. And we had a debate about that, right? And she kicked my butt on that Sunday morning. There is no debate. But... Uh, so ladies, that is our, our ladies today, and we're going to get started. We're going to jump right into this. I thought, okay, i got to have control of this thing. At least for five questions, I'm going to control what happens. And so those first five questions are yes and no, or yes or no. You can't give an explanation. You can't put a sentence together. It's yes or no. So for five questions, I get to be the boss. After that, uh, let her fly, okay? Here's the first question. Is chivalry important? In other words, being a gentleman. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. 
Okay, guys, there you have it. That's things like opening doors, protecting her, keeping her car fueled and detailed. Hmm. All right. Number two. Oh, this is the one that just makes my blood boil. Man bun. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the debate rages. Number three. You know, it used to be back in the old days when you went on a date, it was, it was popular for the man to order for the lady. You know, on the date, well, I'll order for you. And that just always seemed weird to me. I don't know. It was kind of really, really old, old school. So, ladies, what do you think? Do you want a man to order your meal in a restaurant? No. Heck no. <laughs> nope. Nope. There you have it. Don't order her food. Okay, number four. Here you go. Chest hair. Yes. Lord, no. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> there you go. Fifty-fifty. And number five, this is the last question I'll have control on. Muscles. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Now, as you look at these notes, you know, the first thing we're going to jump into is, is spiritually. And if we don't get off spiritually and to get to the other stuff, who cares? Because the spiritual part is the most important part. So here's the first question. Is, this, is his relationship with the Lord important and why? I would say absolutely. Um, you're going to find that I'm always, I'm a 2 Corinthians 13, one person. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. So if I've got a scripture for it, I'm going to blast you with it. So Proverbs 13, 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance of moral stability and goodness to his children and his children's children. Psalm 127, 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it build in vain. And if you don't have a relationship with God, you will have nothing but a battle and a struggle, no matter what area of your life, but especially in relationship. Good word. Ladies, comments? Agreed. I agree. <laughs> Total agreement? All right. So the relationship, your relationship with the Lord is super important, gentlemen. Here's the next one. If he has no relationship with the Lord, and I want to hear from all four of you on this one. If he has no relationship with the Lord, is it a deal breaker? I wrote right here, duh, because, <laughs> because in my head, I don't know, especially like growing up in the church, you just learn about how a relationship is supposed to be. And like, that's the number one thing I feel like that people talk about is that the man is supposed to be the leader of the relationship and the leader of, is that the question? Yeah. Basically, if he has a relationship with the Lord, you would hope that he's leading you and leading your family. And because no one wants to be like as a let's say you're a mom, I guess, and have kids. I wouldn't want to take my kids to church by myself and not have my husband there. Like and when your husband's not the leader, that's not the question. OK, yes. That's OK. If it flows into the next question, you're fine. Miss Sadie. 
I have written down, it's not my job to start or improve your relationship with God. Thank you. That's, you need to do that on your own, and then if you want to date me, you can come to me after you've done that. Ooh. <laughs> single guys, take notes, single guys. Young bucks, old bucks, whoever you are. If you're single, you need to be taking notes right here. Man, that's solid. That's being what a real man is. Any more comments? Alrighty. What does being the priest of the home, a relationship, mean to you? Okay, Parker, I'm counting on you on this one. Number one, leave your mother. Anybody recognize the that dude in there? That is not me. Yes, it is. That is a doctored Photoshop picture. I had to dig. That is not me. I had to dig really, it took me an hour, but I found this picture. And I got to tell this short story. Um, you know, we all know that Genesis 2, 24 says, therefore, a man leaves, leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife. On our wedding day, this is a true story. His wedding was over, you know, everybody, the guests are coming through congratulating you. His mother came up to me, gave me a great big hug, and she said out loud, he's all yours now, and I don't want him back. <laughs> and, you know, I had a twilight zone moment for a second going, what did I just step into? But all these years later, it took me this long to really realize what she did for me because that guy, as tough as he is, was mama's boy. But she drew the line that day and she let go of him. And if your mama is in your life, I don't care if you're married or you're single, if your mama's in your life every day trying to help you figure out your problems every day, yeah, ask her her opinion once in a while, once in a while. Once in a while, I know a man, he's a relative of mine, who said his mother is his best friend. Wrong answer. You've been married 25 years. <laughs> Wrong answer. Leave your mother. And if you can't leave your mama, you don't need a wife because you got mama. Amen. Okay? Well, okay. Anybody else? <laughs> You got your steel toe boots on, gentlemen? You did it. Okay. Settle down. So. With that, adding on to that, your wife is not your mother. Yeah. So be a man <laughs> and do things yourself, okay? Amen. <laughs> Younger generation, comments? I'm also not your mother as a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's godly wisdom, man. So as you're seeing, as you're hearing from these ladies, they don't want some wimp. They don't want a spiritual wuss. And, and, and you look at all the men that they're attached to or are going with or whatever. They're all different. We're not all built like Arnold Schwarzenflipper in his prime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're not. We're all different. We're built different. We act different. We have different personalities. But they're all hunting the same thing spiritually. Be the lead. Lead the home. Lead your kids. Lead your wife. If your wife ever gets up on Sunday morning and rolls over and looks at you and asks, Honey boy, are we going to church today? You need a kick in the gut. You really do. You should already be up. 
getting ready for church, helping with the kids, doing whatever you got to do. We're going to be church and what, late? Coming during praise and worship? Are you kidding me? No. You're there early. Get your kids dropped off, and then what do you do? You go serve somewhere. Gentlemen, if you're not serving somewhere, you're missing out on the blessings of God. I think of my pal Ephraim, and he's there every Wednesday night at a great church here in Tulsa serving kids, serving youth. And a guy like that, they look up to him. They want to be like him. Why? Because he's like Jesus. That's why. Serve. Serve. Lead. Okay, this could get sticky now. Emotionally. Uh, Comment? Well, I was still on this... uh priest thing, okay? All right, here we go. I'm just getting started, boys. Buckle up. Anyway, um, (laughs) protection. And there's a huge difference between macho and manly. And as a side note, if you're one of those guys that gets mad and punches a hole in in the wall or the door, you're neither of those. You're not macho and you ain't manly. And taking it another step further, just so you know, Abide Church is a thin blue line family church, and that, I mean, there's a lot of law enforcement family here. So if we ever hear about any of you slapping around your wife or your kids, you will be reported. Okay, that's a side note. That one's free. Anyway. Amen. Yes, you can applaud that. Flea bags like that need their face ground into the asphalt. Yeah, we yes. need to, but going on from there, um, this is what protection is. Ephesians 6.12 reminds us that our fight is not against people. It's against the leaders and the powers and the spirits of darkness in the world. It's against the demon world and the works in heaven. I, I think I'd get the same answer if I asked any of you what you would do if a pedophile or a rapist was kicking in your door. I mean, I I see the look on your face already. You already know what you do. But we need to remember that that pedophile and rapist is the same enemy that is sickness, financial lack, anxiety, depression, anything else, you name it. They're on the same team. They're connected. So fight the same way. Yeah, a physical guy, you know, busting in your door, you get out a gun and you unload it. This is Oklahoma, so those of you listening online, we're in Oklahoma, so it's legal here to do that. But anyhow, you know, because some places it's not. But in Oklahoma, it's called stand your ground law. Anyhow, but you have a loaded weapon for all those other things. It's called the Word of God, and it's a sure weapon. It'll hit your target bullseye every time. Stand up when something comes up against you or your family. Use the word and blast that sucker out of your house. Okay, now we can go on. Amen. Spiritual men are in God's word every morning. People think I'm nuts for getting up early and getting in God's word. But you know what? She's right there. She's up at these ungodly a.m. hours in God's word. And when stuff hits the fan at our house, you know what pours out of her? God's word. There's been times I was in fear. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? We don't got money to pay that. What comes out of her? God's word. God's word. 
That woman in your life is looking to you to be the anchor and the rock instead of the jellyfish with no spine. It's not hard, gents. Get out of bed emotionally. Let's go. Let's go. Do you want him to be a girlfriend that you are dating or married to? Go. Uh, no. Um, but we, when we talked about this, um, we all kind of agreed. I could be wrong, but I think we all agreed that it's still so important to us and attractive when the guy can still communicate and give his emotions. But that doesn't mean, like, you know, he comes home from work and is all mad and sad and, like, instead of just, like, oh, comes home and takes the jacket off and, like, goes into the room. There's just something, like, sorry, I'm out of breath, attractive about <laughs> um, coming home and, like, hey, I mean, I get that. Like, as girls, sometimes we have, a guy doesn't want to just come home and be, like, so this happened today and I, you know, I was so upset. So I feel like I don't have a problem as a wife being like, hey, like I see that, you know, did you have a tough day at work today? But I think it's attractive when they, yeah, actually I did. Thank you for noticing. And then like talking about it instead of like, uh, you know, coming home all frompy. Is that a word? Frompy? Okay, thank you. Um, frompy and like taking it out on me and or just like coming home in a bad mood but then like not wanting to talk about it. It's like you, you can't do that. But yeah, being like a girlfriend, no thanks. We're emotional enough, especially being pregnant. So we don't need, no, you're extra crying. But it is attractive when you can say how you feel and in a strong way because we're all human and even though you're a man, you still have feelings, so. I have something to add, and just this is advice for married or dating guys. Um, it's hard, too, for us because anytime we tell you our problems, <laughs> our little problems, or big, um, you always want to fix it. Sometimes we just want you to hear us. So instead of being like, well, why don't you just tell her blah, 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 I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I just want you to hear that I'm sad and say I'm sorry, and that's all. <laughs> I have written down right here, do not try to fix my problem unless I ask. <laughs> so there you go, I got, there you go, guys. Drama. They don't want you to come home with all your work drama. You know what Billy said to me on the job site? We'll be reframing a house today. I know guys like that. And it's like, go straighten your skirt and, you know, get up there and put some plywood on the roof. It's like, come on. Females don't want that. Men, you're hearing it straight from the horse's, not the horse's mouth, I'm sorry. <laughs> Boy, am I going to get whooped up this afternoon. I'm glad I'm going to work after this. Okay. What's the best way a man can support you emotionally? Praying for you. Like, and not just, oh, I can tell that they're upset. I'm going to say a quick prayer for them in my head. But there's something about when they notice that you're upset or going through something and being like, let's pray. And like, visibly laying hands on you and praying yes. out loud for you because 
it first shows that they notice that something's wrong with you or that you're upset and going through something, but instead of trying to fix it and be like, well, how about you do this? Or like what she was talking about earlier, goes to the word, prays over you, and something attractive about that too. There you go, gentlemen. Prayer. What's the first thing you turn to? A bottle of pills? The medicine cabinet? Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let me lay hands on you right now. Let me anoint you with oil and lay hands on you right now. You know, you don't have to buy that fancy little bottle of oil. Syrup. Syrup will work. Margarine. Blue bonnet. It's what it represents. God's anointing. God's anointing. Where do you run to first? The latest psychology book? Please, don't get me on that soapbox. Too many books have replaced the Bible. And the Bible is shoved off to the side and it's not even true anymore. And there's churches preaching that. It's not even true. There are parts of it. It's a good story. If you don't have a church, or if you're in a church right now that doesn't preach the word, get out of it. Get out of it. Come visit us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. because you're going to get the word here. That's what Pastor Dan preaches, the word. It's not psychology or self-help. I can't help me. The power of a living God. Is it important? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is it important that this man helps you with the kids in every way or is missing in action okay? Okay, so this is all I have notes on. Um, I represent the young children mother anyways. So if you have young kids, please listen up. Um, so in Deuteronomy 6, there's other scriptures, but this is the one that I, you know, decided to talk about. Uh, it, you know, talks about uh, fathers talking to, with their kids about God's word, you know, have it you know, up on um, your doorpost and around your house. And you can't do that if you're not spending time with them. So <laughs> uh, you have to spend time with them to do that. Um, some ideas. You can come home from work at a reasonable hour. Um, for me, I had this moment where it was like, I don't care if you're going to make another, you know, $10 Come home before I'm putting the children to bed. Like, I want you, I want them to see their dad, you know. Um, put your phone down, y'all. <laughs> you know, something. Um, you don't, I mean, their, their time is so short in your home. Uh, you only have a very short amount of time that you can impress upon them the things that they need to know from you. Um, so please put down your phone. Everything on there can wait until they're asleep or just never. Um, turn off the TV. You don't have to watch every show or whatever. There's Netflix. There's all different things. You can watch it when they're not around or whatever. Um, turn off the video games, and I won't go any further than that um, because that's irritating. So um, this is something that I'm like, this is my quote from me. 
Uh, you are not ever doing your wife a favor when helping with your own children. It's your job, y'all. Like, you got her pregnant, <laughs> or you adopted, or whatever. You are not ever babysitting. You are not ever doing anybody a favor except doing your God-given responsibility. Yes. Yes. And, like, I hate seeing on social media or whatever, um, the moms, like, making a post, like, oh, dad's turned to babysit so mom can get out and have a break. And I'm like, it. thankfully, my husband hates when he sees stuff like that. He's like, I'm the parent, too. Um, but there was something else that I was, oh, especially, I feel like, as someone who's having a son, that, which it could be the same with a girl, but I think it'd be roles reversed. Um, it's, I think it's extra important because your son watches how you live your life, how you treat your wife, how you treat your family. And so he's going to grow up and have the same man- mannerisms, mannerisms as you. And that's how he learns. And so like me growing up, I mean, I'm a girl obviously, but the way that I learned how to be a wife and a mom and everything is how my mom did it. And so, especially if you have sons, like, they're watching you. And, um, yeah, so it's not babysitting. It's your child, too. And you have just as much responsibility as the mom does. So That's good word. That's good stuff, man. Play with those kids. I still, my son's a grown man. What do we do when we all get together? We go out in the yard and play. Throw a football, throw a frisbee. Boys get their golf clubs out. Our yard's big enough to hit golf balls in it. Man, play, play. Man, we're doing good. Okay, here's one that's kind of interesting. There's lots of different opinions on this. Uh, I'm going to skip the income one for just a second because I want to run out of time and I want to get to this. Is it okay if this man in your life has a female friend that he does things with without you, like lunch, coffee, bowling, going to the drag races with my girlfriend? No. First off, you go in public, and what if someone that you know sees them, and they're like, wait, first, it looks weird. Why would you ever want to be alone with, I mean, Obviously, girls can be tempted, too, but I've always heard, guys, obviously, it's way easier to be tempted, so why would you even want to put yourself in that situation? I don't know. There's times, and I remember, like, my dad has said to me, like, he appreciates how, for instance, like, my husband, now that he's married, he's a husband, not just a boyfriend, so it's different. Like, he doesn't just go out with all his single guy friends. Like, yes, they're not girls, but it's still, like, that's when the temptation's out there. And so guarding yourself as a married man, or even if you're in a serious relationship, I mean, obviously you have time for your friends, but it's different like going out with the guys and like, oh, we're going to have a night of doing guy stuff. And because if they're all single, what's the thing that they think about all the time going out? Probably girls. I don't know. I'm not a guy, but that's probably what I think. And um, so, but yeah, going out with a girl, no. Like if my husband was to even ask me that, thank the Lord he never has, but I'd be like, I don't know. I just feel like the, the desire shouldn't even be there. Why would you want to, you should want to protect, whether you think that something's going to happen or not, like you would want to, or even if nothing, you know that nothing's going to happen, like protecting your image and your wife, like that would be embarrassing to me if my husband was to go out and 
be eating lunch. It looks like he's on a date, and then someone that we know sees him, and it's like, what? If someone has to question it, then you shouldn't do it at all. Good, good word, yes. To me, that's a lot of effort going into a relationship with a girl that's not me. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, excellent. You know, and I think about, too, you, you pick what you plan. If I love her and serve her and put her first right under my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and I'm not continually asking, what about me? What about Randy? What about my needs? But if I just focused on taking care of her, loving her, protecting her, making sure her needs are met, her wants and desires are met, guess what? God's word is true. You pick what you plant. I've planted a watermelon seed. I will reap a mighty harvest of what? Watermelon. Right? I have something else to add. Do it. Um... Also, I think if you have to get attention and like feel get validation from another woman, woman, then you have some deeper questions that you should be asking yourself because that is not okay or safe, I guess. That's good. That is wisdom. We got about five more minutes, ladies, but I want to skip down to a, an important question, down to physically, under physically. It's the very last question, because I think there's some things here that guys need to hear. And I know you'll shoot straight. You've done a, a great job this last 40 minutes or whatever it's been. But what's physically attractive to you? I've talked a lot. I'm sorry, but I have to answer this. Um, I'm from all four of you on this. Okay, well, I'll be fast. Um, I would say for... Can I talk about my husband? Like, that's allowed? If he's okay with he's it. He's not here. It? He just he's left not. for work. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. So, for instance, my husband, and if you know him, he's very hardworking, and that dude does not sit still. And there's actually times that, like, for instance, this week he got off early, and me, if I was to get off early, I'd go home and, like, sit on the couch and, like, rest? No, this dude comes home. First thing he does is gets my car. Well, first off, he meets me at a gas station so that he can pump my gas so that I don't have to get out and do it. So he does do that. Um, and then we go home and he takes my keys, backs my car up and starts like deep cleaning my car. And he's not even been off work for 30 minutes. And I'm like, bro, like you always have to be doing something. But then in my, but then I'm like, I should be you know, it doesn't last long because I'm very, very thankful because I, ha I personally have seen people whose husbands just like come home and want to be lazy, which I get like you work all day, whatever. But to me, it's attractive that he always wants to be doing something and serving people and like he cannot sit still. Even though I get annoyed sometimes, I'm like, can we just like chill? He always has to be like working on something or fixing something. But honestly, I do find that so attractive that like He's hardworking. That's the word. He's very hardworking and not lazy because laziness is the number one, especially from a guy, unattractive thing to me because I'm like, you're a so, dude. So a slug is not attractive and some a person to go after. A, a yeah. slug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Ladies, I want to hear from the other three of you on this. What is physically attractive to you? Fit, blonde hair, blue eyes, tall. <laughs> so my boyfriend. <laughs> Fit, 
Blonde hair, blue eyes, tall. And man, I wish Jared would, would get here, because I'd love to show him off to, to you guys. He, you know, <laughs> he's cute. He's a, you know what? He's a real man, this young fella. It isn't because he's a fireman. It's not because he's big, tall, and has muscles. But normally, he would be here, come right off shift and be here. You know what he's going to be doing tomorrow morning? He's going to be across the hall in the kids' room. Loving on kids, serving kids. That's a real man. That's a godly man. That's why I so admire Jared. Good choice, Sadie. Yes. Ladies. Yeah. That's dad over there. Amen. Um, for me, I mean, physically, I guess we're talking about physically attractive. Um, yeah. You just have to... And that's good, too. You did good. Um... I don't know. Just take care of yourself. Take a shower every day. Every day, okay? Just take a shower. I don't want to smell you. Like, you know, shave if you need to. Like, if you can grow a beard, great, awesome. But just shave and, you know, make sure your hair is good. I don't know. Just don't look like you rolled out of bed um, all the time. Uh, Wear clean clothes. (laughs) It's just, you know, regular hygiene. Um... Yeah, but, yeah, I guess that's all. <laughs> There's a reason you're in our family last, because you just about read all my notes. But anyhow, um, to quote Joe McGee, and John is here, but uh, something your dad always said every time he got talking about relationships, I love this quote, wash your nasty self. <laughs> the movie's lie to you. There is nothing sexy about a sweaty, smelly man. If you're working. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could go on on that, but I'll be good. I'll be good. Because we're in church. But anyhow, um, and like I had that verbatim, do not look like you just rolled out of bed. If you don't know how to iron, that's cool. Well, then get the wrinkle-resistant clothing. Uh, If you toss your t-shirt in the dryer for like five minutes, it'll take some of those wrinkles out. Just, you know, just think about it a minute. And if you've been married a while, there's a great old saying that Lana Osborne used to always say, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. So if you want things to improve a little bit, what did you do to win the girl in the first place? You know, and you know, If you used to brush your teeth before you went to see her, maybe you should keep brushing your teeth. You know, just little things like that. You know, just, uh, and I think, you know, like we said, you don't need to be a bodybuilder, but you should take care of yourself. Because, you know, that's God's desire. It's his desire that we live long, full, complete lives, but we can't do that if we're not healthy. You should look somewhat healthy, and I'm not talking about someone who has a chronic disease. I'm, I'm saying there's things you can do to help yourself. <clears throat> and I love this verse in Proverbs in Amplified Classic Version. At the, the last part of the verse of Proverbs 18:9, he who does not use his own endeavors to heal himself is brother to him who commits suicide. I mean, if you... You know, it's like, dear Lord, I don't want to have a heart attack, but I go to Burger King three times a week, seven days a week. There's a problem. 
It's no different than if you would jump off a 10-story building and say, God, if it's your will, catch me. We have a part to play in our health, you know, and we don't want to be widows in our, in, at a young age. I have a brother-in-law dropped over dead at the age of 52 of a heart attack. He knew that his doctor had prescribed him medication for high cholesterol. He knew his doctor had told him to quit smoking. He did neither. And he left behind a wife who was still recovering from her second brain surgery. We want you around or we wouldn't have married you. It's till death do us part, but we'd like to see you live a long life with us. So anyway, that's that. Amen. Boy, that's good. So gentlemen, think about that. Chew on that. Chew on these things. Godly women that are in the word daily, that wisdom, godly wisdom. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.